everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert. Brantley's reading for us again today. Brantley, what do you got? Well, I have Monster Squad from 1976. We just... This is... No, that was last week, Brantley. No, that was Monster Force. <laughs> Neither to be confused with Drag Pack. This is not a cartoon. Okay. So it's totally different. Okay. All right, you ready? I also I, this is from '76, so it predates Drag Pack by four years. Although you said '96. No, 1976. In my mind, I just assumed that this was like a terrible. This was like the like re re rebranded season season. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Beast Hunters. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah, yeah. So and then they did the uh, Transformers Prime where they were on the moon. There was a movie. What they call that? They like the they Transformers Prime. I don't know if it had the Beast Hunters label in there, but it was Rise of the Predacons. Yeah. Anyways, so Monster Squad. The series stars Fred Grandy, who also starred in The Love Boat and was later elected to the United States House of Representatives. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? United States Representative Fred Grady <laughs> stars as Walt, a criminology student working as a night watchman at Fred's Wax Museum. Oh, okay. I, I, I had Fred in my head, and I thought that it was his wax museum, but he no. had to be the Night Watchman. No, he's Walt. I get it now. Yes. yes. To pass the time, Walt built a prototype, crime computer, in quotes. Oh, it's a computer, Brantley. Hidden in a large stone sarcophagus near an exhibit or exhibit of legendary monsters, because of the wax museum. I, man. Can you see where this is going? I kind of can <laughs> I have to inter- insert here. We've noted this before. The fact that people in the 70s, on the one hand, had no idea what computers <laughs> would be able to do. Like, they're they're truly remarkable machines. And yet, on the other hand, they made just them do, do the stuff. dumbest stuff. They were magic machines and no one understood. Yeah, I mean, and I get that. But no, they don't. They don't bring wax figures of monsters to life, which is what I assume is about to happen. When Walt plugged in his computer, quote, <laughs> oscillating vibrations, end quote, of brought course. to life the wax statues of Dracula. Not those perfectly, like, stationary vibrations. No, the oscillating ones, so they had, you know, frequency to it. <laughs> brought to life Dracula, the Wolfman, who here was named Bruce W. Wolf. Of course he was. With one episode revealing the W stood for where. Oh, no. <laughs> and Frankenstein's monster. Played by, in order, Henry Pollock II, Buck Cartellian, and Michael Lane. How long was this series that they needed three different people to play Frankenstein's monster? No, that's monster? for the different actors. Oh, oh. Henry is Dracula, Brooke is okay. Wolfman, and Michael is Frankenstein's monster, who was referred to as Frank N. Period, Stein in the credits. So is this for teens... Did they they didn't have teams this in was the live 70s. action. That's this not was, how that worked. Look, okay, I think the Batman series had just wrapped up, so everybody was still in the mood for campiness. Okay. I, can, I guess I can get on board with that. Batman, by the way, just does not get enough respect. It's like, just a show. hilarious show. It's so good. And movie. The monsters wanting to make up for the misdeeds of their past. I would like to remind you that they were wax statues before he plugged in the computer. <laughs> maybe the, maybe he was looking at some bad stuff on the computer, and they're like... They're, they're like, convinced that they're the monsters, and he just doesn't want to tell them that they're actually wax figures. Well, that's a good twist as well. Yeah, All I like right. that. So he's wanting to make, fun, make up for the misdeeds of the past. Became superhero crime fighters. 
So Luke, this is a Cthulhu saves the world kind of plot. Kind of, only he's not being. They're not being coerced. Oh right, yeah, because Cthulhu. <laughs> I forgot about that. There, by the way, I, I follow the guys who make Cthulhu saves the world on Twitter. Brentley, mm-hmm. they were just discussing the possibility of making a sequel. So uh, that's going to be cool. Right on. They become crime, uh, become superhero crime fighters who use their unique abilities to challenge and defeat various supervillains, such as. Uh, in most episodes, Walt would send the monsters out to investigate crimes and fight the villains while monitoring the activities from the Wax Museum via the crime computer. Presumably because his job required him to be at the Wax Museum at all times. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's a the guard, night remember? watchman? Yeah. yeah. However, Walt would sometimes join the climactic battle with his comrades in some episodes and come to the rescue when needed. He's just a dude, and they got Dracula, the Wolfman, and the Frankenstein, the monster. Yeah, that's so weird. Maybe he had He shows up with a car. With I will hit you with oscillating waves if you don't cut it out. Okay, well, those brought your monsters to life, so maybe they'll cure me of my cancer. Shut up! You, you don't understand computers at all. <laughs> the squad. I wonder if they're like also from the museum. Like oh, the, like he brought everything. Like to everything life? came to life, and so they're trying to fill it back up, kind of like us, the Thirteen Ghosts Scooby Doo. He lost his job because somebody stole all the wax. I figures. mean, he still has the job, so maybe like the ones outside the radius that was just like mailman and stuff like that are still there and he just moves around so that nobody notices puts different clothes on him it's totally george <laughs> clooney but he's wait a minute how old would have george clooney been at that point like 15 something like that yeah <laughs> young child actor george clooney <laughs> the squad had their own customized black monster van and yes <laughs> and each monster had a utility belt with a communicator a communicator device used to keep in touch with walt who had apparently created them for the monsters to use I, I like how they're not sure. <laughs> it's just they have stuff. Apparently and he it's did. Like, he doesn't talk. He just gives it to them. So maybe he built them. Maybe he knows Batman. <laughs> maybe he's like. Also, does he have an auto shop where he was able to custom design and detail their van? Uh, he's a criminology student. Uh, maybe he's going to the Batman School of Criminology. <laughs> where you just know everything. Pro- no, well, <laughs> Professor Batman's like, all right, class. Lesson one. Da, 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 da. Cool vehicle. This would be the 60s Batman. All right, class. Lesson one. Go less, you know, Batman, more Superman. Just with a cowl. Work more with the police, if possible. They're good civic servants. So I, this is a tangent, but uh, the other day I do- like uh, double-featured the 60s Batman movie and Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And I did Phantasm, or Phantasm first, and at one point there's like this huge run-out chase with the SWAT cards and everybody are shooting at Batman. Right. And then the 60s one is like, Batman and Robin are fully deputized member of the of the police. Like, wow, uh, times are going to change in thirty years. Just hang on to that. <laughs> well, I think even at the time, like the original backstory of Batman had his parents dying and everything. They had all that cut out from the TV show. Yeah, he's just a dude who wore a bat costume back then. He was just a a crime fighter who was rich and I guess didn't get taxed enough, so he bought his own crime fighting equipment. Because at one point, there's a reporter asking because it comes up because. She asks Robin and Batman to remove their mask because it's uh, Catwoman disguised, trying to you know figure who they are. Yeah, yeah. And Gordon's like, they're fully deputized. Um, if they lose, if their identities are known, they lose their effectiveness to the police. Which I don't know how that would work, but that's the excuse he gives. I feel like that's just what Batman says, so we can wear a mask. I can kind of see that, like the it, to the extent that that version of Batman is trying to strike fear into the hearts of criminals. <laughs> um. Not knowing who he is is I think pretty it more effective. Them. <laughs> Why is he dressed like a bat? Where'd he get that car? 
Anyways. Where'd you get that shark repellent bat spray? Anyways. Their CB style code names were Nightflyer for Drac, Chamber of Horrors for Walt, Green Machine for Frank, and Furball for Bruce. All of these are infinitely better than last week's code names or whatever yeah. they were. Not code names. What do they call them? Alias? No, it wasn't yeah. aliases. Alias. Oh, jeez. It was so... Yeah. But Chamber of Horrors, I mean, if he had other people there, that would be a little bit better. Maybe it he does sounds like the kind of thing that Tony Stark would say to him. Hey, yeah. Chamber of Horrors, cut it out. <laughs> Not like the kind of thing you would be able to and say in regular conversation every time you wanted to address the man. I mean, it's like, you know, call headquarters, call headquarters, come in, Chamber of Horrors. I think they're doing stuff like that because it does well, say, it did CB, say style. CB style, which at this time. And Nightflyer leads me to believe that Drac is still turned into a, bat, into a bat, which is always fun. Yes. And I, Green Machine, eh, but Furball is kind of a jerk thing to call the Wolfman. It was a less politically correct time. It was. They didn't care about hurting people's feelings. That is absolutely correct. And that is the extent I have for Monster Squad. Oh, there's no individual episode descriptions? I could not find any episode descriptions. I feel I almost feel compelled to do a hunt. That's why I almost wanted to tack this onto last week's, because it was a decent description for the series versus that other one. I think we can go again. Come down to say that fun but dumb is better than just selling us toys. I'm looking at the poster here. It looks pretty good. Like the I like that picture of Drac. He's just yeah. Makeup on Dracula <laughs> looks pretty classic. Dracula. Mm-hmm. And people are complaining that it's not on DVD. Okay, so I don't yeah. have yeah, any that's... descriptions, but we do have the titles of all the episodes. So in the interest of padding, Brantley. Yeah, basically. Uh, I do think we'll, we'll look at these. So first off, they have Queen Bee. Okay, so she uses... She probably hypnotizes people. She has a secret bee power. I mean, again, yeah, because... Or a deadly bee gun. She's basically going to be Poison Ivy. I think that that's, I do like that that's a, like, that's where they start, right? Mm -hmm. It seems like you could have gone for, like, a really obvious type of uh, villain. It's the mummy! Right, but instead they're like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna go with, like, an insect controlling person, which that's cool. Next up is Mr. Mephisto, which, I mean, going in exactly the opposite direction and bringing in literal Satan, (laughs) which some of these guys, I think, have had dealings with in the past. Then there's the tickler. Um, um I don't know. Trying to, to send Okay. So, this is a crazy he's like a, his own version of a vampire, but he needs ticks to sort, siphon the blood for him. And they just didn't think the name through. But maybe maybe they do actually tickle you as they siphon your blood. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, you laugh and everybody's just like cuz I can't actually throw ticks on people. <laughs> so they have people collapse to the ground laughing and then they kind of fall asleep cuz blood loss. Maybe there's like some pathos from dracula was like i was like this once without the tickling next up is the ringmaster which okay. i'm just imagining Crazy circus that'd be fun is the yeah he has like power over animals and he probably stuff he has a couple clowns that do his bidding henchmen music man possibly somebody who plays music and forces you to dance to it like the music master from batman the brave and the bold right maybe it's a musical episode apparently yeah no face that's just cool that's like the slender man but oh he like steals people's faces or that. Or both. He, he has no face, face himself, but he can like disguise himself by stealing people's faces. Like that one episode of Doctor Who. It's oh, not exactly how that was, remember. but the, the, the wire, where she was stealing people. So you have people that just like have flat skin where their face should be. 
Which which season of Doctor Who is that? This is uh, Tennant's first uh, first season. It's The Wire, the one where he's the coronation is going to be on TV. This is the lady on the TV going hungry. That. It's not a great episode. Really not, no. Uh, next up is The Astrologer. I mm. I just dis- I assume it's like a guy who just knows the future. Yeah. That'd be an interesting supervillain to fight because he knows what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> episode And the whole eight. time the uh, Walt's like, that's not a science. Meanwhile, the monster's like standing there. <laughs> I brought you to life with science. I mean, uh, yeah, you're monsters. Episode 8, which, by the way, aired on October 30th, so like right before Halloween in 1976. They got really lazy, and this one is just called Ultra Witch. I love this title. That's awesome. What? I'm sad that this came out in the 70s, not the 80s, because it always would be like a metal music episode. Or 90s, even? So like... 70s, we get some rock, maybe, but she's just like, Ultra Witch. The 70s just doesn't seem like the right maybe, era for anything ultra. Maybe she's like a witch for who, MK. Th- in Halloween, is able to do a ritual until she become the ultra witch, and they're trying to stop her. Yeah, I mean, I get what the concept is. It's just like, of all these cool names that they've had so far... Also, if you think the ultra witch is a lazy name, look at the next one. Yep, next up we have The Wizard. Yeah. I guess they were doing, like... Well, we got to get the guys in there too. So, but he's <laughs> they've just all except for Music Man. They've all been female villains, or Mr. Mephisto. Yeah, they've had two and music male yeah, villains. Music Man. Um, next up, though, we get back into some cool stuff. A little bit on the nose, but still, the skull. You think it's like a cursed 10? skull that's doing stuff, or like a dude who only has a skull for a head? Because I don't think they can really do that on TV in the seventies. Uh, they couldn't have like, like I don't think they would have the ability to like sell that. Oh, I think you could, especially if you had, like, a cowl over it yeah, a lot maybe. of the time. Yeah, that's fair. Or it could be a puppeteered thing. That's also fair. I, I think, I think actually, skulls would be, especially if he doesn't have to move, like, if he doesn't speak, mm-hmm. it would be relatively easy. I just Or recently, if he just has, like, that echoey kind of, like, implied psychic speech. Yes. I recently watched some special features on the original Terminator and how they made the, like, the physical robot work, and it was like a backpack. Yeah. That the puppeteers wore on their back and they just had to frame him exactly right so you couldn't see the puppeteer. So if they were doing... Granted, Terminator had some budget, probably more than like a TV episode, but yep. I still think I could make a skull work in some context. Next up, really interesting, the weatherman. In my head, this is a guy whose job is a weatherman. He gets the ability to control the weather. Okay, I like that. That's an episode of Wizards of, Wa- Wizards of Waverly Place. Happens that. I didn't realize you watched Wizards of Waverly Place, Brantley. My mom was a big fan. Okay, fair enough. So I'd watch it with her every now and then. There's a a show on Netflix called Wizards vs. Aliens. Yeah. I have not watched it, really. I watched the first episode and I didn't love it, and I'm ashamed <laughs> that I didn't love it, but it's out there. <laughs> so I, I'm just happy that that's a thing. Uh, penultimate episode, episode 12, Lawrence of Moravia. Which I think is pretty clever, although I, yeah. uh, Moravia is, what is that, is that from... Uh, is that a thing? I think, it's gotta be a thing, there's all these... No, it's got a Wikipedia article, and then therefore it is real. Yeah, it's in the Czech Republic, so I guess it's probably where from, like, Dracula was from. He was from Wallachia. From where? Wallachia. Is that a real place? Yes. Well, I'm looking it's at the map It's not called here. that anymore, but that's where he was from. How do you spell it? W A L A. C-H-I-A. Oh, C-H. Wakanda? No. <laughs> Dracula of Wakanda. I would watch that. It, it's it's uh it's in the same place, pr- approximately. Okay. 
So that's not that's that's really interesting that they did their geography <laughs> and got that. I'm just I mean, double checking. Based on the costuming, they like seem to actually care about the show. Yeah. It's a shame that it only lasted a single season. Uh, and then the final episode is Albert slash Alberta. They were very progressive in the 70s. I guess they think they're like riffing on Glenn or Glenda here, or maybe it's a person they can change their gender and is like doing sneaky stuff. That's their like the final boss that the Monster Squad. Fought. I mean, maybe they had plans for more seasons, and it's like, oh, can afford it. That's that's. I mean, even for me, that seems like some pretty extreme transphobia. Apparently, <laughs> I think they may be. Uh... Oh, there's a book series. Is it based on the? No, it's unrelated. Not. That's also unrelated to the '80s movie. I'm looking on TV tropes. No. Hey, the crime computer. The I, 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 I like the picture... that the Wolfman is only ever pictured as the Wolfman, so he doesn't ever change. Ah, he's cooler. I know, I know. As the I'm, Wolfman, I'm, it's not a sarcastic. I like it. I actually like this thing. Yeah. One episode has a villain who uses. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So here's the. So this is going back to the Tickle Master, apparently, or what was it? Oh, the the Tickler. The Tickler, <laughs> according to TV tropes. One episode has a villain who uses giant feathers in an attempt to tickle our heroes to their doom. Continue reading. It's as silly as it sounds. Yes. Also, they have their meetings in a treehouse. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know why they have a treehouse. Why they wouldn't just like have a cool headquarters in the Wax Museum. I, That's what I assume, because the current computer is in a sarcophagus. Is it it's immediately outside the museum, like by the entrance? Maybe there's, like, a giant oak tree out there. Or, like, that's the entrance that's actually underground. I don't know. Well, that'll do it for this week. A little bit shorter episode, but uh, we have dug as far as we can dig into for Monster Squad. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this, don't forget to tell a friend about it. And uh, if you have an idea for movies that you'd like us to cover, you could uh, send them to us on our Twitters, at Albert underscore Berg or at Abma Brantley 91 And we will see you guys next week with another episode. Bye, guys. Bye.